Hey, good morning, Las Vegas. Thanks for joining us here on Realty Check, your local Las Vegas real estate news show, uh, where we bring you the news, what's happening in the market here in Las Vegas from the professionals, so you don't have to hear it from people that don't know what's happening. So, I love that. <laughs> Great start. Good start, right? <laughs> um, yeah, so if you're watching our show, please like, comment, share, tell your friends about us, keep following us on whatever portal you're watching. If you download our show, you'll be notified every Thursday when we release a new episode. So we have, um, well, welcome back our co-host Tiana Carroll. Hi guys. Is with us today. So you guys are going to be seeing a lot more Tiana. I need to uh, stop talking so much. Let Tiana do so. <laughs> no, don't give me a chance it's, it's to start fault. talking. That's what I do. <laughs> don't give me a chance to start talking. I won't stop. You'll yeah. never get the show back. Forget yeah. it. Great, Say 30 great. minutes, how about three hours for this? Yep, that's all right, we'll have to extend. Uh, Jeremy, Jeremy Lewis is with us today, and Jeremy's gonna talk to us. He is an expert in the luxury market, and we're gonna hear a lot of great things from him, and I, I, I keep on finding out new things every second I talk to yeah, you, so. Yeah, no, we'll have to get it out there. You know, time, time is of the essence, so let's do this. All right, yeah. so Jeremy, tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, uh, I'm born and raised in Vegas. I, Love it. And. Uh, my family's actually, we just spoke about this. My family's the, was the largest home builder in the state, Lewis, Lewis Homes family. My father, grandfather, cousins, uncles built uh, over 30,000 homes from 76 to 2001 and sold to KB 20 years ago when I was in college. And uh, I was a little upset about that at the time, but I had to find <laughs> my own way in real estate and everything worked out, you know, all's well that ends well. But uh, yeah, I started, you know, when I was about eight years old, they had me digging foundations and then went to concrete and framing, stucco, you know, electrical, plumbing, et cetera, et cetera. But so by the time I was, you know, 12, I think, you know, to this day, I still know more than most general contractors and it served me well when I got in the real estate business. I agree with that a hundred percent. I have a construction background and knowing certain things is very yeah. beneficial in the business and i make in. i make a joke but it's actually not a joke i, I say you're not if, if you haven't shown at least a lewis home in this town you're not a full-time agent that is absolutely so, the facts of the matter because your family was paramount in the building of this city and you is such a great big part of our community so it's yeah, pretty I'm interesting of, I'm, I'm proud of that you know yeah. to be honest with you and people are like oh well you know you have to you know make your own way but well I, you know, the, my past and my history is my history, so. Right, the foundation, that. and it's served you well, right? All of that knowledge and experience that you were raised with gave you an edge and yeah. a benefit when you had to start on your own. Exactly. And, and you've been incredibly successful, so I that's awesome. I appreciate that. Yeah, no, it has. When I look back, yeah, what I, you know, I already put 10 years, 10, 11 years in of work so, from when I was a kid, so when they sold and I was in 20 years old in college in 2001, I had to figure out my own way, but it made a lot easier transition a few years later when I graduated right. from UNLV into uh, real estate. All right. So you, did you go to UNLV for real estate? No. I actually have <laughs> I actually bachelor's in history. Uh, wow. Okay. Yeah. See, That's people are like, I didn't change. see that one coming. <laughs> That's a wild card. Where that? Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then, of course, I'm sure like many people, I, I, I tell my kids this. My kids are like, I don't want, I'm not interested, don't want to be in real estate. I'm like, one day you will be. <laughs> Yeah. I mean, All roads lead to real estate. It, it pulls you in, but yeah. So, and then, uh, yeah, I've been with the same company. That my brokers are ch uh, childhood friends. We grew up together, and known each really? other since uh, we were in junior high, and so and they brought me in. Rothwell Gorn. Yeah, Rothwell Gorn Company. Richard and Ryan Crichton, and uh, yeah, Richard just got an award uh, in 2020. He we're the same age. He turned uh, when he turned 40 or 2021. He's in the business for 20 years, and he's got an award for being a billion-dollar broker and the youngest by, I think, 20 years wow. to do a billion in sales by 40. Wow. That's wow. amazing. That, that is amazing. It was. Like, he is a, a real estate guru, savant, and like you said, I learned most of what I know now from him. 
Well, Jeremy, well, we know a little bit about your history. Tell us about what you're doing now. You are in the luxury market. So for our listeners out there, give them an idea of what luxury looks like in Las Vegas. It's also, you know, it can be subjective. Everyone has their definition of luxury. To me, it's, you know, properties over a million dollars, you know, pool, every, you know, large home. Nothing, you know, tiny home. No, nope. I don't consider. I don't consider. You <laughs> tiny know, tiny homes aren't luxury. No, sure. <laughs> no, I don't care how nice they are. What you want to charge for them? You know, you know, at least you know, at least uh, I, I'd say even now, like uh, at least three thousand plus square feet. You know, with something, something that you know, what you're paying for your what you get. Right. So my experience in the luxury market is it does come down to um, the lot, how the home sits, but also there's a lot of story, right? We like to know what the finishes are. Is it tech friendly? Right. What are the amenities of the homes? Because when you're moving into a luxury lifestyle, you're now dealing with folks who are not new to real estate. They've done several transactions True. and they're not so much, they want to feel connected to the home. And it's not so much about the price tag, it's about that no. life they're going to live. Right. It's, yeah, it's more what the, if the home's a, a good fit for them more than oh the the price per square foot even or the you know the just the general size like you're saying right right and all of those amenities right. so how is the las vegas luxury market doing you know pe people have been freaking out lately because interest rates have have rose and just a and little jump like yesterday yesterday yes, well, yes recently jump, <laughs> i think that's a good thing if you know i was looking at numbers mm -hmm. back in um 2019 and there were in general not luxury but in general, in, or even in 2020, right before COVID, there was about 9,000 homes on the market. Okay, so that brings us to our numbers today, yeah. Trish. Yeah. Yes, we have 4320 single family homes on the market this morning. And that's just across all price points. Um, single family homes, we're not counting condos or townhouses. Okay. I mean, yeah, correct. There were 70 back in 2020, uh -huh. right before COVID, 7,200. Wow. Okay. So, okay. We're, at so 43. we're still we're at 4320. Yeah. So we're still we're still quite away. Yeah, our numbers have dropped. I mean, are raising compared to what they had been dropped from the past, right? But um, we are seeing other things in the market, like we have over a thousand of those homes being price reduced today. And then of those four thousand plus homes, only seven hundred and six of them are million plus dollars. I mean, those are good numbers. I even, but the market is strong. If you even go back to Mar March. Mm -hmm. um, 196 homes luxury of a million a plus sold. Okay. Oh, sold. Okay. So that's over, you know, 20% of nice. current what we have for sale now it's sold in one month. Right. Okay. So I don't I don't see a huge, you know, a huge, you know, anything, you know, Right, those numbers indicate that market. we have a higher luxury market than nationwide because nationwide only about 10% of the market dictates that million plus home. Right. So that's solid. So are you seeing more people come here um, since a, a sports team, she writes, so <laughs> Raiders raised our economy, right? Of course <laughs> they Vegas. did. They're solely responsible for the luxury <laughs> boom in Las Vegas. Everyone knows it. Thank you, Golden Knights. Thank you, thank you, Las, Las thank Vegas you Raiders. It had nothing to do aces. with, you know, had nothing to do with anything else. No, so funny. Did, did you yeah. see any type of substantial change after these sports teams were here, um, here or came? Did that... I? Anecdotal, right. anecdotal and subjective okay. hype. You know, market psychology is market psychology in general or in luxury. If people perceive that there's a problem with the market, that's how they're going to behave. Their behavior will dictate their perception. It doesn't necessarily dictate that that's reality. Agreed. And the numbers don't really match, you know, what people are freaking out about. Exactly. Anecdotally and in general that I hear every day in the business. So that's my, my take on it in a nutshell. 
Right, and this is this is so true even right now. I have people panicking and freaking out, saying the market's changing, are we, you know, all, all these things, this shift's happening, and it is. I mean, the numbers, the inventory's going up. The, yeah, there, there is a shift. That's a healthy thing. Like I said, I was I agree. not going to lie. I, I was killing it in 2019 and 20, early 2020, and there was almost double the yeah. single-family inventory there is now. So exactly. it doesn't make sense. You know, yeah. I've talked about this, you know, before. Supply and demand has to, you know, dramatically shift for there to actually be a market shift. And to give it more perspective, if you're in the market like I was in the business in 04, when I started in 04, in 06, interest was at 7, I made a fortune. Yeah. The transactions were sky high. People were buying. No one's like, oh, my God, the interest rates are so high. So we got, after the crash, we got accustomed to these two, three percent interest rates, and then obviously COVID. They, it was necessary for rates to be low to stabilize everything and to put confidence back into you know buyers. Right. Yeah. But now that's changed, and now to make the market a little healthier, interest rates have to rise, and I think it's a good thing. People are like, oh my God, this is horrible. Interest rates rising? No, I think it's actually a good thing. Right. To, it's to just pumping the, the brakes. It's just pumping right. the brakes so it doesn't get normal. out. Right. So we don't get out of control and we can stabilize. Right. And and, and I'm. I'm very busy right now. There's a lot of people right now. I feel like it, there's more urgency to everybody I'm talking to selling and buying because they want to buy before the rates go up any yeah. higher and they want to sell right now because they have, you know, whatever the news is right. scaring and, them and, about. And quite frankly, the, <laughs> the, the, the general market hysteria, psychology and the anecdotal things you see on social media or talking to people. They're just not informed. If you look at transactions, you know, in March, that's the height of, you know, everyone puts their properties on the market, the height of the spring, yep. you know, buying season. 4,500 closed transactions in March. Mm -hmm. You know, it is in May, 4,050. It didn't change much. Yeah. Deals are closing. Everyone's like, oh, no one's buying, no one's selling. That's not true. Quite frankly, that's bullshit. Yeah, no, absolutely. I want people absolutely. to know that because there's a lot of misinformation out there, and that's. I'm glad you had me on and that we're talking about this because it's important because people should not be basing the most important decision of their life on a rumor mill. Absolutely. So the news, like a lot of times on the news, I mean, we all know headlines that, that panic sells. Right. It's a business. <laughs> yeah. It's a business. Panic sells. Especially on social media, which, you know, that's my where I get most of my business. So I understand. So that's what I get. Continue, please. Yeah, I well, wanna, well that's, know you that's what say. it is. They're, they're, they're posting these headlines. People are scooping it all up. The market's crashing or the market's changing or whatever. We're, we're not, and, and right here in the middle of it, I'm not seeing that. I have buyers contacting me every day, want to buy a house, ready to go do, do this. Right. It's not, I'm, I'm, not in, I'm not seeing any type of situation where we're going to, homes are not going to be no. selling. And it's not affecting the, the uh, luxury market whatsoever, in, in, in my opinion, and my perception. Um, when, you're, when you're spending over a million dollars, yeah, they don't like, if you're financing and not paying cash, you know, there's still so many other factors. And people that are in that market, they know once inflation gets under control, which it always has, there's mm -hmm. been inflationary periods in, in our history, and then it always comes back down to under 2%. It's always cyclical. And so that they just they're in this for the long term real estate's Absolutely. a long-term a long-term hold you know a long-term purchase and short medium-term thinking just doesn't apply in my opinion because otherwise they'll be, be hysteria so it's an easy refinance in six to nine months once that's why i like what the fed's doing to really pump the brakes now get under control so it doesn't take two years and you know six to nine months in my opinion interest rates will start you know leveling out coming down a little bit and then you can refinance but there's opportunities in my opinion for the non-luxury buyers right now not just for price prices being you know and less offers is that 
you want to get the interest rate down now? Ask for a fifteen thousand dollar closing cost credit and Absolutely. buy your rate down. Buy your rate and down. get it to five from let's say it's seven. Get it down to five and a half. Have it put it on the seller. Mm-hmm. They want to sell their property. It's it's it, there's always solutions. People are always crying and complaining, quite frankly, about the market instead of finding solutions. I thought of that in five seconds. It's not that difficult. And I know you guys have been doing this a long time as well. Right. Well, it all goes back to one of the reasons I love doing the podcast is because this is our community and we're here to support the people in the community and keep them educated because we don't want the fear-mongering news to freak everybody out and let them know that this is no longer a viable option. And when you go with somebody who has experience and you're making the right choice and hiring somebody, they're always coming up with solutions. And that's most of our job. It's right. problem solving and helping it our clients navigate. It is. Yeah, yeah it's easy. You, you put in instead of a price, you know, a price reduction in your offer or a price reduction and a combination of a you know, closing cost credit to help you with the rate, then you tell your clients and then that you're playing interest if you're financing. In your first couple of years, it's all interest. Right. First seven years, really, but it's all interest in the beginning. So it's not really affecting uh, your, your payment too much one way or the other. And so, yes, in one one year, two years, if it takes that long, then you can refinance. But you already got down, you know, much lower than the current rate with the closing cost credit. And then you tell your clients, hey, a year to 18 months, you refinance, you get it under, you know, under five or whatever the market's at at that time. Yep. Brilliant. And then you're the superstar that got them this amazing deal, right? Right. It's, That's it's, it's, what it's, we do. We have to long-term plan instead of, like you said, everyone has this short-term thinking. And I was guilty of that too for probably the first 12 years of my career. <clears throat> and about six years ago, I started, I need to think more than just tomorrow or next month. I need to be thinking years out and it really served me well and it served my clients well. And so I try and instill that in every client because otherwise they're just going to be like, okay, this is happening. Everything's flashing in our faces, not just right. our, our clients, but all of us these days. And if we just react or overact like I did to mm-hmm. everything, it's not good for business. Absolutely. Absolutely. And in our business, everything can change so rapidly. Everything can happen so quickly. It, we have to really just keep our heads. Yeah. Stay These knee jerk reactions throughout. are not good and they don't serve our clients, in my opinion. No, absolutely. And I and I see that I see that mistake, too, happening with that. And, and I've, I've done it, you know, early on as well, too. And I see it happen a lot with other people where I'm just like, you need really need to just stay level headed through this and you'll be able to get through it. And you can think more clearly as, as you do now. One thing that um, that I think is still pretty interesting here is the fact that luxury does start in at, at one million dollars in Las Vegas. Is I mean, when you look at cities like California, would you call a one million dollar home in California a luxury home? Not at all. My my <laughs> my, my family is actually from Los Angeles, and they have a little fifteen hundred. My grandparents, uh, grandmother still alive, has a little in Burbank. She has a little fifteen hundred square foot one story. It's nine hundred thousand it's was it's 60 years old yeah yeah Yeah, it's it's probably going to go for you just you know under a million dollars so yeah it's all relative right And those little Burbank bungalows are cute. Oh, they are. So cute. No doubt. No yeah. doubt I mean, plus there's know. a beach there, but, you yeah. know, there's, there's, there, well, not, not quite there. Yes, but. In, in the traffic to get to the beach. Yeah, uh, right. It's nearby. Yeah. <laughs> nearby, kind of nearby. Um, but overall, I mean, I still think that it's still great opportunity that you can get. What you can, what you can, can get for a million dollar plus here in Las Vegas for even under $2 million is amazing as it opposed is. to so many other cities. And a huge factor of why people are coming from the East Coast and from the, the West Coast is taxes. So it's not just about the property, which you do get a great value compared to any other large metropolitan city really in the country in Las Vegas. Yeah. But 
they're coming. It's an extra 14%. They, you know, just save right off the bat. So that's what that's in the luxury market. Those things are factored in. That's that has nothing to do with the home location, the amenities, the pool or the view, et cetera, et cetera. It's that 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 50 to 250 thousand dollars in savings. They don't mind paying. They don't mind paying a little bit more, or you know, you know, competing for a property that they really like. Absolutely. Or like you said, or paying a higher interest rate if they're financing. Oh yeah, and, and that's. I, I mean, and there's a whole different structure, you know, as far as financing goes when you right. get into jumbo loans. So right. true. Yeah. Um, are the rates? Um, have you seen the rates change um, with jumbo loans? As are are they changing as rapidly as they are with the regular they're going about you know they're going about <laughs> they're going the same, same direction rate. yeah but yeah they're you know if a buyer wants to buy they're not going to be detoured if they have that kind of thinking if they're you know if they follow the, the rumor mill the you know general market hysteria then they'll freak out and stay in california new york or wherever they're they're at but they still get their tax bill they still get you know they still see the difference and so i don't really see that in the uh, luxury market the reaction to the interest rate rate hikes at all compared to yeah. you know, what you see at the lower price point. Yeah. I see most reaction there for your first time home buyers. Oh. You know, the, the first time home buyers is where that has the biggest impact, the biggest effect. Right. And I, I do and even, you know, even you know, the six, seven hundred thousand I I heard people, you know, like, oh it's they're they are you are paying more money. But it's all relative. You have to put in perspective. We've gotten so again spoiled in a sense to essentially, you know, interest-free loans the last few years because anything under really three and a half percent, it's almost free money. It's <laughs> yeah, almost it's free money, gift. but that's how we got into, you know, this infl this inflationary problem, part of the reason, obviously. Right. And so it needs to be it, to have a healthy market so that our clients can have their equity be more stable in the market, more stable in the long term. It needs to be over, you know, little at least four, a little over four percent. And then that's that's where I think things should be at and stabilize instead of being at two, you know, then swing to seven, you know, that's, that's going to cause problems and people are going to think that the market's unstable. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And those 2% interest rates were amazing. They were. <laughs> they were. like, yeah, we're a fan. Yes, so you're buying motivate you great. to buy more. But... Exactly. Oh, I can afford 900000 instead of six. This is amazing. Yeah, I was in that luxury market. Yeah, exactly. So I don't close. have to make one more dime. And now I can now I can afford almost a million dollars. I thought I was in the 600s. Yeah, I, I was talking to somebody the other day about that. And she was, um, you know, she owned a home and uh, she bought it. I think we were at six and a half percent. No, 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 maybe maybe like close to 6% when she purchased and she refinanced it at two and a half percent and was like, wow, I didn't know it would make that big of a difference. And it was like huge. So no, de definitely a few, you know, <clears throat> anything over a point, I tell my clients to refinance if they bought a home, if interest has gone if they, let's say they bought at five and interest is at four and they can refinance. Yes, there's going to be savings. Otherwise you just wait till there's actually some, some, Mar you know, more than marginal savings. Right, because there's fees on that. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's it's not for free. Don't. There's nothing <laughs> you get. There's always, you never get something, you know, for yeah. nothing. You're not writing a check, but there's fees that go. Yeah, and they wrap, it, it in, they wrap it into your refi. Yeah, no, absolutely. So they ask some people don't think or don't realize that and just do it over and over again. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> no, you got to wait and make your move. And no one has the crystal ball, right. as you know. And so they're like, oh, I wish I did this. But looking back, you could always you know, the Monday morning quarterback, I used to do that all the time and be like, oh man, if I only did act it then, well, I can't go back in time. People always say, oh, I'm going to wait for the market crash. I'm like, really? That's great. Mm -hmm. So 
Don't hold your breath. <laughs> let's let's do this. Or they act like, you know, I even I remember in 2016, 2017, still people were acting like it was, you know, 2010, 2011. Yeah. Know, they're like, oh, this house is 300. Let's put an offer in for two. <laughs> and I'm like, here's what I want to do. You obviously have a time machine. I take me with you and let's go back 10 years and I'll bring my money with and we'll, we'll do that. Otherwise, you're living... Otherwise, you're living 10 years ago, and this is not reality. Oh, yeah. No, I, I mean, we still, I still run across those people that are just like, oh, in, every day. No, stuck every day. Years it's ago, hilarious. And I'm, I'm like, going to wait for the market to crash. You know, <laughs> that's translation, to be honest with you, with, we're cutting the shit. That's translation. I'm broke and I can't buy anything. So I'm saying I'm not going to, you know, get in the market because I'm going to wait for it to crash. That's right. a translation. I, I, it's no it's been 14 no years. Yeah. It's been 14 years. Yeah, the, the translation if is it, that if, fear of if, making if it, the commitment and having to be financially responsible for something. If the market could crash, it would have crashed. Right. Yeah. No, it, it would have crashed during March 2020. That was the perfect time for yes. it to crash. When everyone, <laughs> when literally we couldn't even go outside. The strip was shut and it, down. And it, still did, and it still didn't crash. It actually, it actually grew. I know. It actually grew. So yeah, after it that. accelerated yeah. like mad. Yeah, it was amazing. Yeah. Lights went out on the strip. I was like, all right, I'm going to take a little vacation, staycation for a while. Things right. that, and then my phone starts ringing. People are like, hey, I want to buy. Right. It was, right a, it was a, but it was, <laughs> it was a scary, unstable time. You didn't yeah. know. So, but that should have silenced all the naysayers when it didn't happen and the market goes up. It didn't even go down or stay stable. <laughs> it it went skyrocketed. Yeah. That should have been like, okay, I'm going to stop using this line and I'm going to wait to the buy until the market crashes. So that's my piece on that. I've obviously I'm emotional about it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we love the passion. <laughs> we yeah. love the passion. Well, I, I mean, the city's growing. Our population's over 2 million now. We are, uh, we're growing substantially. We're not just this little Vegas town that we used to be anymore. So along with that is, you know, demand it there. There's huge demand in the city. People want to live here and yeah. there's, there's now the economy's grown. We're not just a hospitality economy like no, we used to be. It's diversified immensely. Yeah. I love it. And you were yeah. you were raised here. You remember yeah. what Vegas was like when we were kids, right? Yeah. <laughs> was... Oh yeah, I remember. <laughs> People always like, so do you live in a hotel? Yeah. Yes. Yes. Absolutely. That's all do you live on the strip? Yeah. <laughs> so do you live in which hotel do you live in? Yeah. It was hilarious. I was asked that all the time when I was a kid. We had a. a I, I don't know your age. You, you I'm might 40, be younger. I'm 41. Than me. Okay, so you're just a couple years younger than me. You do remember this, um, maybe. But we had a teen talk line where it was like a phone line that you called and you talked to like other teenagers across the country. I do remember. Do that. you remember this? Yeah, like, it was in the we, 90s, right? Yeah, yeah it was I in mean, the, I graduated what? high school in '99. What are you so, talking yeah. about? This was our social media. How did you not know this? But a teen talk line. <laughs> yeah, so like no, we, I we don't like know talked what you're talking to like about. other <laughs> teens all over. It was like this like big group phone call. And I'd say like, yeah, I live in Vegas. And people would be like, what casino? And I'd say, I don't live in a casino, I live in a house. You're lying. And everybody would start yelling at me that I was lying about it. No, no I remember. House I, is here. I remember uh, <laughs> this funny story. I remember walking with my, my, my mother and grandmother and my brother and sister in the Gold Coast. Mm -hmm. and, uh, remember the Gold Coast? Yeah, and then it's somewhere, I don't know, it was like 93, 94, somewhere around there. And I, someone came up to us and was like, so where's where do, where do they let all the kids stay in this hotel? You know, <laughs> how can the kids be here? You know, it was it was just hilarious. Yeah, it's always people's perception, right? It's so different when you right. actually live here, and that's kind of what I love about it. Where just the diversity of lifestyles you could have here. Yeah, like people like for ever people didn't realize that there was like actual you know like 
communities where you could raise schools. families. No, they had schools. no idea. <laughs> yeah. They had no. no idea. And it kind of ties into, like you said, people's perceptions, reality, whether in real estates or that, you know, everyone lives in a hotel if you live in Vegas and there's no other outside neighborhoods because when it's in front of your face is all you, is all people really see. That's all they know. Yeah. Right. And so we have to get ahead of that in order to, like you said, prevent kind of, you know, people acting in their own, not acting in their own self-interest and kind of just following, you know, where the smoke trail leads them. Absolutely. So let's talk some fun stuff about uh, luxury. Sure. Um, what are the biggest things in demand? Now, I'm, I'm going to answer one of these questions because I know Please. pool. Like yeah. you can't live in Vegas without a pool. I, I mean, if you're if you're buying luxury, I think you have it's to kind of silly if you're spending over a million dollars to get a property without a pool. Yeah, it seems like a poor investment or just a poor. I mean, regardless if you you know you want one or not, you should. You, it needs to be it needs to be made. Yeah, a pool to me is a must for you know a million dollar plus property. Absolutely, absolutely. What are some other things that people might not consider? Um. What I would consider is, you know, the, the not just the lot size, but the lot placement, mm -hmm. the community, you know, whether, you know, what the privacy level, the, I mean, minimum, of th you know, three car garage. If you have a oh, property, yeah. a lot of properties are going for two million, some of them have a two car garage. That is kind of absurd to me. You're spending that kind of money. You need to have at least a three car garage. Uh, you know, four should be the standard, but that properties weren't built like that. Newer, now, the last five years, they had, you know, four to, four to six is really good, and I think that should be the, you know, gold standard, but you need to have some room in your garage. You need to have your, your Tesla chargers. You need to have something going Absolutely. on. I don't know what else. You know, it's more, it's very subjective. What I'm going to chime in, and I'm going to say it's all about a view. We have such beautiful mountainscapes and the strip city views yeah. and stuff that if I'm buying a million dollar property, besides having that pool, I may never get in it because, but it's it very matter, aesthetically, right? it's, it's just knowing that you have but it. But the view, <laughs> right. waking up and looking at the mountains or seeing the yeah. strip in the evening, or I think those are important. Course, we have some great golf courses. Oh, we do have amazing golf yeah, courses. Yeah, you gotta have a, yeah, a mountain view, a strip view, or a golf course view if you're spending that kind of money, in my opinion. No, I the agree. view is everything. That's, I mean, even with my, my own home, I walk out, out, out back, I. I, I want the view. It makes me just yeah, feel I like think, I'm relaxed. Yeah. I think another thing you have to have is at least a balcony, if not a deck. Okay. If you're spending a million plus. I do. I like a multiple outdoor outlets myself. Yeah. Yeah. De definitely entertainment areas. Entertainment areas are important, even if you're not entertaining. Yeah. And nowadays, a smart home, something that's connected to everything. Yeah. You want your homes to work for you and to yeah. be effortless. You know, people in that higher price range, and rightfully so in my opinion, are more environmentally conscious. And you know, they a lot of people, if they won't buy a property unless it has solar. Right, yeah. And so a lot, most, most uh, at least new con luxury new constructions have that option or, or you know, everyone I know is like, oh, does it have solar? Yeah. No, that, on the million dollar plus price point. That is important. That is important. And I, I have I, I have solar on my home and I, I, I can't imagine living in a home without solar. Right. After, after having it. Or you, you know, become I'm, spoiled. I, oh, yeah, like, <laughs> I'm not paying a power bill. It just bill. seems like the minimum, you know, <laughs> level of, you know, technology and efficient, you know, energy efficiency to have. Yeah. yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah, that that's an money. important point. Uh, that is that is a very important point. Um, also, I've, I've rarely seen any um, luxury homes that do not have a some type of wine cellar. This is this is very common, sure, right? This was a <laughs> $7.7 million listing in uh, on St. Croix and McDonald Highlands, and it does not have one. And people 
are complaining. Are they complaining? They okay. Are. They I, this, are. This is, and you know what? It's expected, right? You're almost spending right? eight million dollars. You should have a wine. You should have. You should have a glass wine cellar, and you should have two islands. Right. I feel like that's a standard, especially you know over five million dollars. Yeah, over a five. bar, a wet bar. Yeah, Blood, two two a double island mm -hmm. and a, a wine cellar. If you don't have that, that's kind of the standard. Obviously, we already t covered everything else. Yeah, but yeah, it it didn't have, and people are like ah, it doesn't have it. I'm like, we'll give you fifty thousand dollar credit. You know, put it <laughs> Build in. Build one. <laughs> if you don't have the vision, it definitely inhibited you know, inhibited offers. Right. So yeah. I agree a hundred percent. My, uh, my, my previous life, before I got into real estate, I did um, a lot of custom finishes, faux finishing, and, and things like that. So, um, you know, I worked in luxury um, homes, you know, quite often doing, doing things, things of the sort. Uh, one of the houses was a massive wine cellar, massive that we, that we did, and I did create a finish to make it look like brick from a New York subway throughout this whole cellar, it was amazing. Yep. Another thing that I just <laughs> thought of, luxury theater room. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. 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 So those things, I think everything yeah. we talked about is really- Because you know, it comes back to the lifestyle, right? You want to be able to entertain, you want to be able to relax. Right. You don't want to leave your house, especially if you're in a luxury market, chances are you're in a high powered position in work. Right. You just want to come home, decompress, and have everything accessible. Right, and you don't necessarily have to have a huge home. There's, you know, if you're if you're getting a new build in Summerlin West and you're getting 3,200 square feet for 1.3 million dollars, it's still the layout needs to be able to have where there, you can have a small theater room right. in your property. Yeah, no, absolutely, absolutely. That's something that you see universally across yeah. most like Those are kind of I think we covered all the the generally must haves. I think even though it's anecdotal, right. right. Yeah. Right, and it's subjective. Somebody's listening it to is. this right now going, I don't need a TV yeah, room. I, I want, want a basketball court. Yeah, or what I, about guest homes, casitas? Yeah, guest casita, many homes, many yeah. luxury properties have that. Yeah. Or at least, uh, like, uh, they call it the, you know, the next, the, the not detached, it can be an attached, but it's a separate, you know, guest quarters. Right, you the know, next for, gen home. Yeah, for the family, for family. I think detached is better, but at least if you have an attached and it's kind of self-sustaining, self serves the same purpose. Right, yeah. absolutely. And what about, um, just like in closing, you were mm -hmm. on a show on HGTV, Pole yeah. Hunters? Yeah, it's a couple episodes out here and they filmed here in Arizona and Texas. Yeah, it was, it was a great experience. Okay, so um, assuming from the title, Pole Hunters, you guys were looking for amazing pools in Las Vegas. Yeah. Tell million, me a little bit yeah. about, about million that. Million dollar plus uh -huh. you know, properties, focusing and featuring on you know, the pool and the backyard. Right. That was the show focused on that. It showed the rest of the house, but it's, if, you know, if the backyard wasn't amazing with a spectacular pool, it wasn't even an option for our clients for the show. So people that are, that have homes and they have, um, they, they want to really put that extra money and giving them bang for their buck when they sell, when they're, when they're going to transition or just for their own pleasure. What are some things that they should add to that pool, to that pool area to make it really just stunning and amazing? Well, you, you see a lot of these luxury luxury flips these days, uh -huh. and they're, they're spectacular, but they don't want to spend the money because they already have a pool in the backyard, but it's a, it doesn't match the amazing finishes and the renovations that took place on the, in the inside of the property, even, you know, the exterior right. that was that was updated. And so the, the hardscape, everything needs to be modernized. If you're going to do it, do it all the way. Yeah, absolutely. If you're going to remodel your house, yeah, change the hardscape, change everything, add... Add the modern features, add the outdoor kitchen. You know, before you know, the style was, it wasn't this indoor-outdoor 
fusion that's been very popular the last 10 years. It was more just, you got your home and you got your pool and that was it. Yeah. And so modernizing the hot, hardscape, adding the indoor outdoor kitchen, having a little pergola, something covered. The outdoor the kitchen's a must, yeah. Yeah, and so, you know, the, the fire, you can have the fire pit, you know, you have some kind of water features and, you know, update the landscaping too. And don't just leave the backyard just because it's a pool and it's fine. There's nothing wrong with it, but it doesn't match your fantastic property on the inside or even the exterior. Yeah, how many times have you walked into a house and it's like amazing, the house just blows you away, everything's going great. You get into the backyard, there's a pool, a deck, and nothing. Yeah, it's nothing. It's nothing, it's just like, this is... I have a client, yeah, <laughs> he has a beautiful property in like Las Vegas and he wants to list it, but inside it's, it <clears throat> checks all the boxes, outside it's just papers and a pool and a spa. Yeah. And this great view of the lake, but like literally it's not even a shrub. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. So he's yeah. going to be spending, you know, $200,000 just to get it, you know, to match the inside of his house and to like, you have this unobstructed view of Lake Las Vegas, but you don't even have a tree in the you, backyard. Yeah. It, it's very strange. It, it, it's very necessary. It, it really just, it finishes the look, it, it completes everything. And it's, it's just, it's going to be more attractive when you go to sell. Right. It's going to bring more people in. It's going to be, you know, it, it's, it fizzles out when you walk outside and you see nothing but concrete or pavers or right. rock. The excitement Just for the buyer goes downhill from there because right. that happened to me this weekend. We're showing homes, the interior remodel is great, and you get outside and it still dates the home. Yeah, There's nothing neglected. fresh and modern and your buyers are now like, oh, so close, but no. Because mm -hmm. it is, it's going to cost them a pretty penny to get that house. Wait. It's summertime. They yeah. want to get out there now. They Let's don't want to play. be a construction zone. So right. these are the kind of, you know, I just did a luxury panel, um, mastermind panel with uh, Darren Marquez. And oh, right. Last Humber. month, right? Yeah, last month. And it great. You know, and I did a pro promotional video and with uh, Ricky Palacios. A great, he's a great up-and-coming kid. And uh, he's in trying to get break in the luxury game. And uh, I told him, and it's true, you could sell real estate, you know, on a lower level and play checkers. But if you want to sell real estate and sustain, be sustainable, at any price point, but especially in luxury, you got to, you know, we got to play chess and we got to play chess in 5D. Yeah. You got to anticipate these things for your clients. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Help them make good choices because some people just don't have vision. So, <laughs> no, they don't. Or like I said, they're impatient like me or they don't, like you said, it's summertime. They want to have access to their pool. And so these are the factors. It's not just, oh, great price and location. You know, you think that's, that's the basics, but then like you said, then the, then the, then you got to play chess. Absolutely. That. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Right. Well, in closing, um, thank you for so much for being here on the show. No, it was a pleasure. Thank you. How do people reach you, Jeremy? Uh, you could reach me on uh, Instagram, uh, Jeremy, uh, you know, Jeremy Lewis Vegas Realtor. That's kind of my main, my main social media outlet. I'm also on YouTube, Jeremy Lewis Vegas Realtor on YouTube. I have my Facebook, but that's for, that's for realtors, you know, need to network with my, my realtor friends. So I kind of don't do too much business there, but, uh, yeah, that's how you, that's how you reach me. Okay. Wonderful. And thank you so much for being on the show. And Jeremy, I, uh, we have people watch our show that are consumers that are looking, you know, just interested in the real estate market, want to mm -hmm. know what's going on. We also have a lot of realtors tune in and Lots. you do teach courses and, and help train on and how yeah. to get into the luxury market. Yeah. I, um, Honestly, I've uh, been training agents for the last few years and built a, a good team. And I want to actually have filters as my clients and kind of shift my business, you know. Coaching. So it's been 18 years, yeah, to training realtors how to, you know, 
make a living and to market and brand themselves and to, you know, be independent of these outside lead sources. And, you know, cold calling is great, but I get 10 silent spam calls a day. That that way is coming to an end, you know. Oh, absolutely. We have yeah. to change every every four or five years, I believe, in any industry, there's a there's a shift and you have to innovate and change, otherwise you get left behind. And so Yeah, you I have to keep, stay relevant. Yeah, I have an online course, you know, video training course that kind of brings realtors into the, the future and it's not easy, it's work, but nothing worthwhile is is easy, you know, or it doesn't take work. So yeah, that's what I'm doing. And you can go to my website if you want to get more information. It's yeah. It's www.jeremylewissocialmediamastery. I know it's a mouthful. Social Media Mastery. Yeah, Jeremy Lewis Social Media Mastery.com. And so that's kind of, you know, everyone thought, you know, my way of doing business when I started doing these videos and social media marketing, branding, you know, six years ago was a joke and it was a gimmick and never last. And, and now every coach says, do this. Now yeah. it's a gold standard. And really, I didn't see it coming in two years ago when I was four years into this, when COVID happened. I became essential. My way became the only way. Yeah. You can even go out and talk to any one person. The only way we could reach them was on through social media channels. Yeah. And so that kind of crystallized everything. And now people really need to put the work in. And right. I'm here to help to do that. Absolutely. That's wonderful. I, I, I built my entire business off social media. So I, I agree with that 100% that that's, that's the way that's, that's the way that we're working right now. Yeah. Yep. So that's our, that's our contact. That's our networking, our database. Those are our parties, our networking events. It's it is, all. and you got to think outside of the box too. I'm I'm doing a deal for two brokers that don't do commercial real estate, but I do, and I got, I'm under contract for a three million dollar office building because social media, and Wonderful. so it's not just buyers, sellers, investors. I'm literally representing realtors and brokers. Wonderful. So your realtors out there, you want to change your business, you want to step up your business, contact Jeremy. He can help you Thank with you. that as well. And Tiana, how do people get a hold of you? Well, you can always email me or call me. I'm a texter. It's my favorite. So 702-379-9948. And uh, with, with me, you can get a hold of me. You can text me 702-308-2878 or uh, Trish Williams team at gmail.com. That's our, um, you just uh, go right there. That's where you can send in show questions. If you have any questions that you would like us to answer on the show, we'll answer them there. Um, just email those over to us or post them on whatever social media outlet you're on. Thank you for joining us. We'll see you next week and uh, see you again. Yeah. Thanks. Love Thanks. It.